This is Vicki Baird, and I am announcing that Virtual Vicki is here. You can join my monthly Wisdom Wednesday coaching circle that launches on June 26th at 7 p.m. and will continue on the last Wednesday of every month. This is the place to be if you're looking to expand your intuitive abilities while becoming part of a great community. Join me for a fun and inspirational hour-long virtual group coaching experience with a theme, a live reading for a group member, questions and answers, and a meditation, perfect for both new and experienced alike. You can subscribe on my website, vickibaird.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com. And it's $8 a month, which is a great value, and it'll help you build community as well. I hope to see you there. Hi, you are listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. This is Vicki Baird. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in, for subscribing, for leaving a review, for participating in this experience of podcasting with me. I truly feel your energy when I'm in the booth and talking, I feel like, to you. I feel like there's a crew that joins me in here, and that helps me to connect to the messages and do the streams of consciousness sometimes that surprise me when I listen to the podcast back. So I'm so grateful that you are here. And if you're new, thank you so much for listening and for checking me out and for being part of this amazing community that um, I've had the privilege to be part of. And, And in that regard, I'm going to continue a little bit with the abridged version, because I'm cramming about 18 years into two episodes of this process um, in creating what is your first sense and the vickybear.com empire here that I'm creating. <laughs> vickybear.com, it's time to be your best. It's time to reconnect with your first sense. Trust in your gut, it's the real thing. Let's see what your future brings. Time to let the fun commence. Intuition, your first sense. It is a privilege. I mean, I, I say that with all humility and heartfelt. I am so blessed on every day that I wake up and I become conscious that this is my life. And I'm so grateful for those who have known me this entire process. Um, Some of those people don't even live near me. I've only met them once. Uh, And they were, they're a group. I have, there are four sisters in LA that somehow I got connected with. Now, one of them says I was in a chat room, and I find that really hard to believe. However, I believe her. I trust her, I guess. Um, I don't remember being in there because it's not, wasn't my experience or my MO at the time. Um, This was 17 years ago. But however, I connected with this amazing actress, Haley, and she then shared me with her siblings, and I've become a part of their experience. So fun 
to know people for that many years. And I'm very grateful that I'm still in a working relationship with them. And they've also made me their honorary contact because they live in L.A. and they figure if there's an earthquake, I'll be able to find them. So that, I think, is very humorous. And also, I think a tribute to my skills. I'm not quite sure if it's a compliment or not because that would be very emotional to have to go through. But, hey, you know, cadaver dogs and hire Vicky Baird. I don't know. So this, these ladies then, like ladies and men do, we talk and we share information. And that started my actual business because they're on the West Coast. And therefore, they were three hours behind us, still are, three hours behind us. And I was able to get the kids to bed, get everything wrapped up, go do a couple sessions. And it would be, you know, their early evening time. So it worked for them. And this process went on for years, actually. And like I said, still continues. It just so happens that I don't work evenings unless it's a Uh, a workshop. So now they work their schedule to my day. And that's how these things happen. And I think it's a tribute to someone's work. And yes, I include my own in this. When word of mouth is your primary source of advertising. It wasn't until the last few years where I really started to use newsletters and social media once it came about to to spread the (laughs) the actions or the classes or whatever was going on in my life. So I am will always be grateful to these people in my life who are there, who are, I'm grateful they're still there. And they've helped me to also develop. One of the ladies, uh, we've worked through her, her dating process um, and relationships because that's a big part of what I help people with is not only understanding the relationship with others, but mostly understanding your relationship with yourself and how that could be getting in the way of your relationship with others, which it often does, let's be honest, we're human. So the process that I went through was always intuitive and then the coaching started coming in and then again that blend of common sense. And we just had a good laugh a few months ago when I started dating again that um, I asked her um, if she had felt I had been helpful, effective in guiding her in the dating world because I was always above board with everybody that, listen, I had been married over 20 years. I'm not in the dating world, but this is what I see in human interaction. And I think that applies in the dating world and in marriages and, and unions and work and everywhere, truly. And we had a good laugh because I said to her that I have more of an appreciation for my clients who are going through this or have gone through this. I always had empathy, but I don't think I had the full level of appreciation because I hadn't been through it. And now as I navigate it, I'm like, whoa, this is some tricky stuff. (laughs) And it's all the more reason to really know your intuitive self. So thankfully, she <laughs> agreed that it had been helpful. I would really hope if it wasn't, she wouldn't come back. But um, over the years, I've gotten to know how to how to live in this world through other people's 
eyes through their hearts, through their experience. And that, to me, brings a value that's immeasurable because I have felt, as I developed this, I have felt pain that I had not known the level of until my husband passed, but had felt it in others and had a deep appreciation and even was in awe of some of the things that we as humans go through and are so resilient and are able to, again, get up the next morning and do this process. So one of the early experiences for me was when I was still working in corporate and I was doing the sessions on on my own, as on my own time, was I was working with this woman, Anne, who had uh, multiple bouts with cancer and her physical body was just exhausted. And she was, um, she was going to still live, but she was going to live in the non-physical sense because I truly believe we don't die. We change energy form, but life goes on. And she was in this process. And one of the early experiences I can remember of having a spontaneous uh, energy hit, because previous to this, I had some control over it. When someone booked a session, I would tap in. It wasn't like it was happening when I was walking around in the stores or anything like that. But this was my first spontaneous experience. And this will happen if you're paying attention to your wiring and if you're listening to the messages that come in through all your chakras. So Howard and I were out to dinner and I remember looking up to him and saying, I have to go. I have to go to Anne's house. And um, while if you've ever watched the show Medium and Joe Dubois, the husband that was on that, he was always right there, got up with her every night when there was something going on. That wasn't my husband. He slept through everything. Uh, but in this moment, he could see that it was so important that I got to Anne. And I didn't even know why, but I had to follow it. It was like she had a magnet on her and I had the the other magnet and it was drawing me to her and you know as much as I adore her and I loved working with her <laughs> she was a hoot she was a little tough to get her paperwork in but she was a hoot um I we weren't all that close uh, so the fact that I felt like I had to get there meant I also had to somehow wind myself into the family unit as she's going through this so luckily Two of my other close, close friends were there with her, and one of them had um, contacted me, and she was having a hard time with it. So I went down under the feeling of, oh, I must be there to support my other two friends. That must be why I'm feeling pulled. And then once I got there, I'll admit I was a chicken shit. I hung out in the kitchen. I didn't go in to see Anne because something that first sense within me told me this was going to be a very pivotal thing in my life, in her life, in the experience of those around us. And I wasn't quite sure I was up to it, ready for it, not even knowing what it was. So once I got there, I spent some time with my friends and her family um, 
you know, being the emotional support, maybe a little breath of fresh air, uh, different conversations to have. And then my friend Mo looked at me. <laughs> She's really good at calling me on things. She looked at me and she said, are you going to go see her? And I was like, yep, I need to now. And this was like 1030 at night by that point. So I went in to see Anne and her uh, husband was sleeping the bed next to her and her son was there with her and I just took her hand and put my other hand on her cute little forehead and I was asking her telepathically was there anything she needed completed was there anyone she needed to talk to was there she had no communication she was very much in the last stages of transition and this was the first person I had ever seen that process with, and that's why it's made a huge impact, but mostly because she trusted me. And one of the things that I felt she needed was somewhat of a guide, something to help her trust that she could let go of her physical body. And I've since had this experience with a few other people and have been very privileged to be part of it. And um, there are end-of-life doulas that do amazing jobs with this. So I believe we should have the right to croak in this world. Um, and perhaps we'll get there at some point. But in this process with Anne, I felt her doubt that she was going to cross, that she was going to have what had been promised from her amazing belief system in this lifetime. And I promised her. I promised her it would be okay. And I promised her that she could have, <laughs> I had first promised her angel wings and she telepathically told me she didn't want those. She wanted butterfly wings. Anne knew what she wanted in this lifetime. Anne always got what she wanted. And she was also one of the sweetest, most frustrating ladies you've ever met. So it was a wonderful combination. So Anne, after I said I promised her she could have butterfly wings, took a breath, and she left. Now, she was ready. She was absolutely ready. She needed somebody there to say it was all going to be okay. And I feel so blessed, and it rocked my world for quite a long time, um, that that was not only why I felt like I had to be there, would she have crossed without me? Yes. At some point, she would have. Her body could not maintain. Um, I feel very grateful that she allowed me and trusted me, is the big thing, to help her feel peaceful enough to take that breath. And then the best part was, Anne was a showgirl. She liked to make a splash. She had the best laugh. You could hear it all the way through the agency. Um, when you when I was working there and at her service graveside all of a sudden on her casket all these butterflies landed on it and the three of us that were part of that that night that I had shared with because I had not shared this with anyone except the two lady two friends that were there that this was the conversation we had I guess everybody will know it now but anyway um and when those butterflies landed, I think that's the closest to fainting I've ever come <laughs> because it was not only affirmation of 
what I had thought I had a conversation about because I had convinced myself I made all of this up. I was just tired. Um, it didn't really happen. And um, But leave it to Anne to prove that that's not the case. So following that, I go back into sessions with people, um, go back to doing the work. And she kept showing up in her se- in my sessions. Like I would see her in her non-physical form. And at that point, I was still very naive. I didn't have a teacher through all of this. And I think that's one of the reasons that I want to share everything I know and people can decide whether it resonates with them or not is because I didn't have that benefit. And I want people, maybe if you, it can save a couple steps for somewhere, someone somewhere along the lines. So she kept popping into sessions. And at one point, I got a little frustrated, and I remember saying to her telepathically, you can't be here. Like, I'm reading for these people. You can't just pop in whenever you want. And still not really understanding the process. This was long before Ghost Whisperer Medium was on TV, and I knew what any of this stuff was. And then something, my guides, my own intuition, uh, maybe Anne herself, said to ask the person I was reading for if they knew her and when I asked them uh, the woman started crying and she said yes I do know her she was a friend and I was her hospice nurse and I was like oh okay (laughs) so Anne's here and she'd like to say something and that was the first time I ever communicated that I knew of with someone who had crossed And then, you know, if you listen to the previous episode where I said I didn't believe in it and thought my husband was blowing smoke when he said my mother was visiting, yeah, I had to eat my words there. Um, So this process, you know, I can make light of it now, but it really impacted me emotionally because the level of trust that was there from Anne to get her message across, the level of belief and trust in the woman sitting on the couch across from me and receiving that message, that does not get lost on me. There is a huge, huge responsibility in being willing to connect and to take responsibility for your intuitive gifts and for your abilities, whatever they may be. And there's, I wish there was an oath in the energetic world that we all took and lived by, but we have to do that each individually for what lines up with our ethics and our soul's belief. And I have believed that from that moment when I realized, oh boy, this is going to get fun, um, that I had to be as as um, connected and I had to be as invested in the growth of those who have crossed as much as I was to those who are coming to me for guidance. And that has given me a balance actually in this life because I have both the non-physical and the physical and we all have it. I just pay attention to it, which I'm hoping you will start to do. Because again, that brings the sense of you also will be the one to do that transition process. And I hope you rock it. I hope you absolutely love the process because it's kind of a fun thing. Don't rush it. You don't need to get there before your time. 
but um, I'm so grateful to Annie Benini for being my guide, being my teacher in this process, and then allowing me to trust that process and moving forward with those who would come subsequently um, and, and needing that guidance and the honesty and truthfulness because I don't sugarcoat it if somebody asks me, you know, what's going to happen with the uh, crossing process. So with that in mind, let's take a little bit of a break. And when we come back, I'll explain how this all helped me in processing my own husband's passing. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free and there is a creation tool right inside the app and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. Welcome back. I hope you had a good break and thank you for entertaining this process. It's been very fascinating for me to sit here and share stories that I have shared with some people, but not with a larger audience. And I'm really hoping they help. I hope it is more than entertainment. Um, And I'm so grateful that you're tuning in. So with Anne's process, it taught me that when we cross, we really do continue to exist. And it sent me on a quest of understanding that process. And then it led to some humorous things when I must have given permission for the communication of those on the other side to come through. I was walking through the grocery store one day and all of you people take your family shopping with you. I don't know if you know that or not, but I think because there's so much energy in the grocery stores and because it's an everyday thing that really is what is important to us when we cross, we want to know those that we loved are doing their everyday process. It's not really about the big um, declarations or announcements or anything. They really want to know that day to day you're happy and that you're doing well. And I was walking through the grocery store and when I see those who have crossed, they look like people in form. Um, They actually look like they're standing there. So the um, process of going through the grocery store, just trying to get, and nine times out of 10, I forget what I'm going for anyway. So this didn't help, but I said, excuse me, And there was no one standing there. And the woman (laughs) looked at me who was coming towards me like I was losing my mind and talking to people that weren't there, which was, in fact, the case. So that, thankfully, was about the time that the Bluetooth earbuds came out. And I quickly bought one because I would rather, at the time, have people think that I was rude and talking on my phone 
then I was talking to something that wasn't there that they couldn't see because I wasn't sure if this was something I even wanted. I didn't know if I wanted to feel human things and spirit things. Uh, That seemed like a little bit of too much to ask a person while still trying to navigate raising three teenagers. So it ended up being one of my most treasured, still is, abilities. Um, I find it a lot of fun. I've tried to convey that in my teachings that it doesn't have to be this scary thing that people have talked about or that it got Hollywood up. Yes, there it's it can be emotional. It can definitely be challenging to feel both the person who's grieving the person who's passed and to feel the spirit energy and and how they associate with us. But I, if anything, I'm hoping to bring some matter-of-factness to it, some let's all stink and relax because we're going to do the process too. And how about you just be grateful that they felt close enough to you to lower their vibration and to communicate with you. doesn't mean you have to. doesn't mean you have to like it. You don't even ever have to have an experience. Um, but for me, it has brought a lot of peace. And when it came to my own husband, I remember walking across our kitchen into the living room and um, having this sense that he wasn't in the house. And feeling like he wasn't even on in the, on the physical plane any longer. And at the time, he had nothing going on that we knew about. So it wasn't like I had background information. There was any signs pointing to it. He was 46, you know, so there wasn't really anything logical that I could pin it on. So I felt, well, all right, <laughs> are we heading for tumultuous times? <laughs> are we getting divorced? You know, what's the what's the thing that's coming up? And then I walked in the living room and he was sitting there and I jumped out of my skin. Um, and thankfully at the time, you know, he had a great sense of humor anyway, but he's like seeing dead people. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> if only you knew how close to the truth you are at. So, of course, I didn't say anything. Who the heck wants to hear that from someone else, even though I had a track record, that they were going to be croaking soon. And I didn't have a timeline. So fast forward it, uh, I kind of ignore it because I didn't want to face that either. And then he ends up going for a checkup for something and they find the condition that eventually led to his passing and um, vascular issue. And he had to have his carotid artery rotorooted, and I kept having the same dream that he would cross when this happened. And I didn't tell him about it, but you know he knew we had a fairly good marriage, and he could pick up on it. And I finally said something. And he's like, "I'm not going anywhere." And I said, "Okay, but I have a track record." Um, and He did crash on the table, and they did not think they were going to get him back. And when he came back, he said, I told you I wasn't going anywhere. And I was like, come on. I know you did. I know you crossed. I know you had the experience. If any house you could talk about this, it would be ours. And he didn't. And a year later, in true Howard form, he announces on Facebook, a year ago today, I crossed and came back. And I'm like, come on. 
So that was his communication style. I can laugh about it now, um, but I still felt that he wasn't here for the long term. And what he had said, it's called the near-death experience. What he had said was he was given the choice of coming back and completing what he needed to learn or staying on the other side. And he wanted to come back and complete and learn what he needed to learn. And then, um, you know, I still felt, I still knew that I was going to be, I can't stand this word, but a very young widow. And, but you have to let that go or how do you, how do you exist in your world? And this is what I'm talking about, that there are some challenges. Everybody's like, oh, I want your abilities. I want your gifts. Well, I want you to have your own. I don't want you to have mine because I like them. I want to keep them. Um, But I want you to have your own. You need to know that there's some pretty significant processing that has to go with this. You have to be willing to look at your shit. And if you're not... Um, I don't think your intuition can develop. So uh, a couple years later, he has, um, well, no, a couple months later, he has a massive surgery and he comes through it and he did okay for a couple years. And then I started having that dream again and I started feeling it again. And then within a month, he had passed. So thankfully the subject of passing and he went through this experience of learning about it with me so we were very open about the whole thing he was even really funny in the hospital um before he got transferred home on hospice and his face was all scrunched up and I thought he was in pain so I asked if he needed medicine and he said no he was trying to make people's phones ring so after he croaked he'd know how to do it And so that really happens, by the way. Your phone can ring, and it can be initiated by someone on the other side. Most of the time these days, it's a telemarketer. But it can be someone who's crossed. So this process, it's a very abridged version. But all of these experiences and all of these the learning that comes with it has only... Um, exemplified and expanded my own desire to understand our physical and non-physical connection. And in his passing, can I connect with him? Occasionally, but I have to be in my process too. And that would be really hard after being with someone 27 years if there wasn't a little space in order to figure out who I am and how I work now. So all of this has been um, a connectiveness of walking my own path, Vicky's soul path, with how do I offer this and hopefully bring some comfort to those who are here and maybe have some questions about do we get to connect afterwards? Um, Can we use our abilities to have the assurance that we have a support system like in episode eight, when I talked about the different realms that are available to us and the support that's there. So this is an emotional journey when you're opening up your heart chakra. You're opening up all of your chakras in order to be able to connect with your intuitive sense. One of the things that I think going through all of this 
has brought me to is more compassion with the people that I work with because it maybe it's not the passing of their spouse. You know, maybe it's a divorce. You know, maybe it's um, a parent who passes or a job that's lost um, or even a miscommunication in a relationship that um, between siblings or between friends there we have to stop measuring pain levels because we all feel things at a different a different place a, a different um, depending on where we've been and what our process has been so what I like to bring is not only honesty clarity but also a little bit of directness of you know, yes, this is my process, and I hope it helps you understand what I want to bring and why I'm talking about the first sense and why I so find it fascinating how everyone is wired and that if we can bring this to ourselves and if you are willing to look at your own intuitive abilities, maybe maybe your intuition helps you pick out the most dynamic color pattern for somebody's living room that then every time they walk into it, they feel such a joy and they feel comforted. Maybe your um, intuitive ability is with animals and, and maybe you help them to live in a more uh, kind, cohesive way with humanity. It would be humanity that needs to learn that, but you know, still the communication with animals and however it presents for you, this process is always unfolding. It's always growing because you know more than you did before. You know more than you knew in kindergarten on, a, on an educational level. So, of course, you're going to continue learning how you're wired and how that can be used in the world and how it can be helpful. So... This uh, snapshot of Vicki Baird, and it is a snapshot, I'm, but I tend to overshare anyway, so in the following episodes you'll get more information. But this has been fun for me, and I'm so grateful, so uh, excited, really, to open these doors and to create dialogue around this because we didn't even talk about belief repatterning and coaching and imagine what other information that we can share in the next episode. So thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I'll see you next time. VickiBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense Thanks for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. Remember to follow me online for all the latest news and updates at at Coach Vicki Baird on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also at VickiBaird.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com. This podcast was recorded at Allison Larkin Presents and produced by Josh Reese. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review so we can stay connected. See you next time.